Well, if you've got your Bibles, and I hope you do, uh, your hard copy or your digital copy on your smartphone or your iPad, turn to the book of First Chronicles, way back over in the Old Testament about right there, First Chronicles chapter 29. This has been a key passage in the life of our church over the last 27 years. Every time we come to a crossroads of needing to step it up and resource uh, the plans we believe that God set for our church, uh, this passage of Scripture has informed us, it has inspired us, it has, it has directed us into how we are uh, to proceed. Uh, the setting is, uh, is a fascinating one in the history of the nation of Israel. We find King David, the most powerful, uh, the most famous, uh, the most revered king in the history of the nation of Israel, been, who had a holy discontent. God had stirred his heart, placed on his heart the desire to construct a, a house of worship for God in the city of Jerusalem. And uh, he, had, uh, he had planned, uh, he had desired to build it, but God told him, uh, you will not be able to be the one to build the building. You're to make, draw up the plans, you're to gather the resources, but your son Solomon will be the one who oversees the construction of the temple. And so we see uh, a convergence of God's activity in the heart of David and in the heart of the, of the nation of Israel at this point. And they are gathered and they are, they are being called to give the offering for the material uh, and, and financial resources to construct the temple at Jerusalem. And so um, we find these words, David is addressing uh, the the nation at this point, beginning in verse 2, uh, here's what he says. So to the best of my ability, I've made provision for the house of my God, gold for the gold articles, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx, stones for mounting, antimony, stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and a great quantity of marble. Moreover, because of my delight in the house of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the house of my God over and above all that I've provided for the holy house. And here he goes, his own personal commitment, his own personal offering. Uh, he was one of, if, if arguably, maybe even the, the wealthiest man in the known world at the time, he had tremendous wealth. His personal offering was 100 tons. Yes, that's tons of gold. 250 tons of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the buildings, the gold for the gold work and the silver for the silver for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. One of the great things we see here in this story, uh, David models for us uh, if you're a leader of anything, if you're the leader of your family, if you're the leader of your team, if you're the leader of your business, if you're the leader of your school or your department, uh, if you're the leader of your group, leaders always go first. Leaders go first. They set the pace. And that's what David did. He said, I'm not only calling you to jump in and participate, I'm in. I'm all in. And, uh, and he gives this incredible offering. And he announced what he was giving. Now, he's the only one who told personally, individually what he was giving, and that's been our pattern here over the years. I'm, I'm the pastor of the church. 
and uh, I'm to, to set the pace. And so I just want to tell you quickly about our story. Allison and I have know, knew this was coming for months, and so we'd been um, actually uh, working hard to optimize our financial health over the years. Uh, we've been praying and pondering and looking at our situation, increasing our Bible intake and our own conversations with each other, and then repeating all that over and over. Our, uh, one of our favorite things to do is to get a walk together uh, almost every day of the week. And we live sort of near Lake Peachtree. We love to walk over and around the lake. It's a beautiful spot. And so a couple of weeks ago, we were on our walk and we were talking about this. Let's have one more conversation about this. And, and we came to agreement. We, we settled in our hearts what we believe God wanted us to commit to give across the next two years. And uh, we're excited about it. So uh, our commitment to Chapter 2 across the next two years is $40,000. That's uh, at the extra, above the tithe. Uh, you're not paying me that kind of 10% thing, just so you know. Um, but uh, we're, we're, uh, uh, we have way more than we need. I'm the only guy on the staff that's overpaid, actually. But we uh, uh, $40,000 across the next two years is, is what we're in. And we're... We've been living this life with God since before we were married, uh, and it's been pretty exciting for us to look back over the years and see how He has led us consistently to give, and at, at times when our church needed to progress, give uh, significantly as, uh, for, for us, uh, and then see how He's provided. Uh, we, we rehearsed all that again uh, in this season, and we've been amazed to see uh, not only has God allowed us to give, but what he's taken care of for us in raising our kids and getting them through college and out on their own and um, providing for not only our needs, but way more than, than we need. And so I'm ask, we're asking you to join in. We're asking you to jump in. We're asking you to join us in this. And we're excited about what God's uh, letting us be a part of. Now look back in the scriptures, verse 5. David then called upon the leaders of the house of Israel. In verse 5, he says, now, who will volunteer to consecrate himself to the Lord today? It's fascinating to me that he gives this offering and then he doesn't say, now, which one of you will give offerings to the Lord? That's not what he said. He said, now, who of you will consecrate himself to the Lord today? For that's the point. God wants you. God already owns all your stuff. He, he's, he's, he is the source of all that there is. He doesn't need our money. He wants you. He wants your heart. He wants your soul. And evidently, uh, one of the outward indicators of him having us heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, is that we give offerings to him. We give a portion of what he's blessed us with back to him because he knew our hearts need that. It's good for us. And so David calls on the people to set themselves aside once again. So here is an opportunity once again in the life of our church and for you to say, okay, Lord, once again, I, I submit myself unto you as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is my spiritual service of worship, as Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says. Uh, worship is surrender. 
Worship is not music. It's not preaching. It's not praying. Worship is surrender. It's what all those things represent. Those are just ways that we express our giving up, denying ourselves and taking up our cross and following Jesus because of his great love and sacrifice on the cross for you and me. His infinite love, it is immeasurable. We cannot get our heads around it. And so we give ourselves to him. We consecrate ourselves to him. We say, you own me. I don't own me. You're my God. I am your child. You're my boss. You're my owner. You're my leader. You're my controller. I am your servant. I am your slave. I have been bought with a price. I belong to you. So David calls on the leaders of the nation of Israel to re-up with God. You know, the problem with living sacrifices is they keep crawling off the altar, right? Right? So, we, you know, the old hymn that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. You know that? How many of you know the lines to that old hymn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it talks about this surrender is not a once for all thing. It's a moment by moment, day by day. Oh, yes, oh, yes. I don't own me. God owns me. And so this was an opportunity once again, and it's an opportunity for you and me to resubmit ourselves to God. Now, here's what happened. Look at verse 6. Then the leaders of the households the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and of the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. Let me see your eyes a second. Anyone who was a leader of anything in the nation of Israel is we, we jumped in here. We find leaders of families. We find leaders of the tribes of Israel. We find religious leaders. We find military leaders. We find uh, political leaders. We find civil servants, those in charge of the king's work and all of those over the, uh, the magistrate courts of, of the land. All of those, all of those leaders, he called for them to willingly give and they did. They followed his lead. They also were pace setters. Take a look at verse 7. For the service of God's house they gave... This is all their offerings together. 185 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 4,000 tons of iron. Whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the Lord's house. They gave uh, dramatically. They gave sacrificially. They gave uh, w- uh, willingly. They also were, were pace setters. And... That's been taking place already during chapter 2 with the leaders of our church. Our church staff and their spouses and families, our elders of the church and their families. Many of you who lead ministry teams or lead life groups or you're members of ministry teams. Many of our leaders and volunteers have joined in and already made their faith commitments Uh, to the next two years. Uh, As of Friday morning, 93 of our uh, leader and volunteer and staff and elder households had committed over $2,150,000 across the next two years, 93. Yeah, they jumped in. They they set the pace. That's right. And so um, uh, we're asking you to join us. Jump in. Jump in. The people of Israel, if you read on in that passage, they rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders and and a, a tremendous offering exploded from all the people. 
They got the most out of that offering that they possibly could get personally for their own joy, their own transformation. And the work of the, of the kingdom got done. People much smarter than me who've gone back and calculated the, the, the value of all that was given in the recorded offering tell me that this one offering exceeded $400 million in today's, um, today's values. Amazing, amazing. But they got uh, great things happened in the heart and life of those people because of this. And great things can happen in your heart in life if you will give the same way. And I want you to take a look at how they gave. You can get the most out of this chapter 2 offering across the next two years if you will first of all give willingly. Jot down the word willingly in your notes there. Take a look at verse 5 again. David said, now who will volunteer, underline that word volunteer, to consecrate himself to the Lord today? This is volunteer. It means, of, it means speaks of personal willingness. In verse 17, David is praying to God in response to this offering. And he said, I know, my God, that you test the heart. See, God's concerned with the attitude of the heart. This is all about heart attitude. It's not only giving to the right God. It's not only giving the right things to God, but it's, and not only giving the right way, but it's giving with the right motive and the right attitude of heart. That's necessary. He says, I know you test the heart and that you're pleased with what is right. I have willingly given. See that there? All these things with an upright heart. And I now have seen your people who are present here giving joyfully and willingly to you. He's saying here that giving is more a matter of willingness than it is of wealth. Willingness. We must be willing. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12, the Apostle Paul, inspired by God's Spirit, penned these words, For if the eagerness is there. The offering is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what he does not have. It speaks of willingness, of joy, of, of eagerness uh, to give. And so that means that we have taken time to pray and think and ponder and plan. It's not just shooting from the hip kind of, of giving. When we're willing, then we want to optimize it. And we that's why we as a church have been talking about this and teaching the scriptures and praying about these things and communicating all that's involved for several weeks now so that you would have time to pray and think and ponder and spend time with each other and spend time with God to, to, to not only find what God wants you to do, but to get your heart right, to be willing. You'll get the most out of this offering if you're willing. And also another way, if you give, here's another word, generously. And that's the word we've spoken frequently about, give generously. In verses 2 and 3, King David wrote these words, So to the best of my ability. Wow, not what can I get do, what can I, what's the least I can do and still be okay with God kind of thing. He gave to the best of his ability generosity there. He said, I've made provision for the house of my God. I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the house of my God. And here's a phrase, over and above all that I've provided generously. In verse 14, he's praying to God and he says this, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? You know, I, I'm thrilled with the, with the stories that you are telling me about God's activity in your life and in the life of your family as a result of this spiritual journey through chapter 2. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm way over the top um, 
concerned and interested in, in our ability to totally fund, to, to, to boldly fund all the plans that we believe God has helped us set for our church, to fully fund the core ministries of our church, to, uh, to, to construct our new ministry facilities uh, for our students, uh, to take the gospel uh, to the Altai people group, uh, to give to missions. I'm, 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 I'm very concerned that we do that. But I'm most excited about what's happened in our church and what's happening with your heart and my heart because we've done this. We're a healthier church because of these past couple of months. We're a much healthier church because of what God's already done with us. It's a privilege to serve God with a bunch of people who see giving as a privilege. Uh, The Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth about a, a group of Christians not dissimilar to you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, he writes these words about the, Macedon- the Christians in the churches of Macedonia and their generosity. Here's what he wrote. I testify that on their own, according to their ability and beyond their ability. That's always been a fascinating phrase to me. How can you do more than you can do? You know, we usually say, all you can do is all you can do. Really? Well, they, they, did, they did more than they could do. How do you do more than you can do? I'm not quite sure, but they gave generously. They begged us insistently for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints. Well, that's the second way. You give willingly. We give generously. A third way is to give joyfully. Listen, this is an easy way to... Deal. If, if you're not joyful about this, don't give. You, you get no benefit. There's no, absolutely no benefit to giving if it's not done joyfully. Second um, Corinthians 9, 7 says what? God loves a what? Cheerful giver. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I set you up for that. I know I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you've heard me say this before. My favorite bumper sticker related to this verse I saw one day said this, uh, God loveth a cheerful giver, but he also accepteth from a grouch. <laughs> now that's, that's funny, but it's not true. It's not true. He says, if we, if we met, we're missing the point if we're not, if we don't give Joyfully, so willingly, generously, joyfully, and fourth, give thankfully. I'm asking you to make your two-year faith commitment to chapter 2 out of thanksgiving to God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for His great salvation that He's provided for you and me and for the provision for our daily bread needs that He gives in our lives. We give out of love. We get out of, out of gratitude. We give as an act of thanksgiving uh, to God. That's what King David did in verses 13 and 14. He said, Now therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But now, why was he thankful? Take a look at verse 14. He tells us why he was thankful. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Watch it. Here it goes. For everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from from your own hand.
from the first year that Allison and I were married and were out, and, and were out from under my mom and dad's uh, home, and then following through after my two sisters grew up and left home, married, and started their own families, uh, every Thanksgiving day when we would gather uh, at my mom and, and dad's house, we'd have all the family be there, and then the grandkids came along, and they're there, and it's just you know a great, great time together. But toward the end of the day, as people are kind of getting quiet and taking their naps and w- watching the ball game and going back for a second helping of uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, dad would start kind of easing around through the crowd and he'd come to me and my two sisters individually and, and he'd, he'd kind of bump up next to me and he'd say, him, not here, him, him. And, he, and, and he just there'd be an envelope and he'd stick it in my hand and, and uh, he'd say, now don't lose this. He, for years, now don't lose this. And uh, it'd be a whole bunch of money. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a lot of money. And uh, there would just be a check, a big check, and a little note on a scrap of piece of paper that says, Merry Christmas. And he gave that to us so that we could afford to, you know, as he said, have Christmas, buy each other presents, that kind of thing. One Thanksgiving, uh, one Christmas day, we were at their home exchanging gifts and here is this is after the grandkids had come, and so uh, mom, mom and dad are sitting by their chairs, and, they, and everybody gives their gifts, and they're just stacking them up. Dad, he he laid this big stack of gifts by him, and uh, and he was all, had the greatest time with those gifts. And I'm sitting back in uh, in the corner watching this, and I said to myself one day, he bought his own Christmas <laughs> presents. He, JB bought every one of them. <laughs> he bought every one, and, and he did this for years. And, and I thought, we were only able to give him gifts because he gave us the resources to give him gifts. That is what your heavenly father does when it comes to this giving of offerings. King David said, we have only given you what comes from your own hand we've only given you what comes from your own hand everything you are and everything you have comes from God your health your relationships your ability even your your ability the job opportunities your ability to earn wealth everything comes from him and so that's why it's very easy to pray the prayer that I've been encouraging you to pray across these weeks. Lord, if you'll provide the money, I'll give it. See, that's a, that's a scriptural, that's a biblical prayer. It's just, okay, well, if I see, if you'll provide the money, I'll give it. Now, what kind of son would I have been after my father gave generously to me if I thought, well, I, I'm, oh, this is great. I'm not, I'm not wasting any of this on him at Christmas. So 
how must our Heavenly Father feel? I'm just saying. He, he will give us generously so that we can't... See, He doesn't need it. So we can give back to Him. We give back to Him. He wants us to do that because of what it does for us. What it does for us. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. That's why David could give thankfully. You, you've provided salvation. You've provided... Even this stuff, is, you, you gave it to us so we can give to you. We give back to Him. And when you turn in your chapter 2 faith commitment card in a little bit and you give offerings across these next two years uh, to God through dogwood, what you're saying is, thank you, Lord. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you've done for me. David broke out into praise over this in verses 13, 10 through 13. He praised the Lord in the sight of all the assembly. David said, may you be praised, Lord God, our Father of Israel, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty. For everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom, and you're exalted as head over all. Riches and honor come from you, and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Praise your glorious name. Give thankfully. Give generously. Give willingly. Give joyfully. Chapter 2 is all about that. Take a look at the screen. Hi, I'm Sean Warren, and I am married to Lisa. We have three daughters, Madison, Mackenzie, and Molly, and we have been attending and been members here at Dogwood Church for 18 years. I see Dogwood uh, making a difference in the lives of other people. I, I see us making uh, a difference here locally uh, with uh, things like Riot Days, where we serve the community and impact the community for Jesus. Uh, I see the Real Life Center here locally that serves and supports our community. Uh, I even see us making a difference nationally, whether it be church plants uh, in different parts of the country. Uh, and then I see us making a difference uh, all over the globe uh, with whether it's uh, supporting other international missions, uh, supporting things like orphanages uh, in different parts of the world. Um, I'm truly proud to be a part of a church uh, that has a focus on impacting the lives for Jesus, not only here but around the world. God has taught my wife Lisa and I how to be generous uh, by first uh, allowing us to know and understand that uh, generosity really is not a matter of the wallet. Uh, generosity is a matter of the heart. There are other ways that we can show and live out uh, a life of generosity, giving of our time, uh, giving of our talents and our gifts that God's given us. In addition to giving um, you know, of our treasure and, and, and our money, so Dogwood Church has really given us a well-rounded understanding of living generously, and we do so with a cheerful heart. As I've heard Pastor Keith talk about Chapter 2, um, what I'm excited about is that I really believe that God has given him and the leaders of this church a really big God vision. And what I'm excited about 
is that I know it's going to give me personally, it's going to give my family uh, an opportunity to step in and serve and serve in a big way uh, because I also know that we're going to need a lot of families to step up and a lot of families to jump in and a lot of families to serve um, and I'm going to really enjoy watching that. To be able to serve alongside of and to be able to give along with uh, my fellow brothers and sisters here at Dogwood Church is really excited to me and I got to tell you, I'm all in. You know, one of the things that I think people long for uh, in their lives is acceptance. And here at Dogwood, you will be accepted. Uh, everybody is accepted. I've felt accepted. I've talked to people that have felt accepted. And not only accepted, but loved and cared for and given opportunities to then turn around and do the same to other people. And that's what I love about Dogwood. There's so many opportunities to jump in. There's so many opportunities to serve. There's so many opportunities to give. And if that's our focus, um, you know, we're going to reach so many people. So jump in and uh, join us here at Dogwood. So I want you to reach and take your uh, Chapter 2 uh, Faith Commitment Card. Some of you prepared those and brought them with you. Some of you got them this morning. But I want you to take a look on the inside, grab a pen, and I want to make sure you do a couple of things. Give you some time here. Um, on the top half of the card, you see the generosity ladder. Would you please check which rung of the ladder you're stepping up to? First time givers, occasional, intentional, tithing, extravagant, over and above the tithe. Uh, check which one of those you and your family are stepping up to. And then on the bottom of the card, be sure that you write in your two-year Chapter 2 faith commitment. Uh, just, just the total. We've given you a little calculator there if you, if you need that. But be sure to write in the total. Give us your name and contact information so we can be sure to keep up with your records and get those to you uh, as you go through each year. But I want to give you one more time to pray. And then we're going we're gonna to turn these in. You know, we find that God made human beings to need ceremony when they do something important. Have you noticed that? Our children are born. We need some kind of ceremony, a, a child dedication time. We find a spouse. Some of us guys finally found somebody that have us. And uh, we come and celebrate that significant covenant with God and with our spouse in a, in a wedding ceremony. Um, we commit our life to Christ, sometimes very privately, maybe in our home, but, but we celebrate that with ceremony by believer's baptism. Uh, God made human beings to want and need ceremony. It, it's significant uh, commitments. And so we're going to do that now. We've provided a time of ceremony. Again, your commitment's in your heart. But sometimes to, to, to just say to God, this, this is for real. I'm, I'm doing something. I want to, we do something. We move. Uh, we've provided places. We'll call, maybe even call them altars. Three across the front. One on each side of the auditorium, one in the back, just to help the crowds get to them. There are two areas in the balcony. There's a container here. 
after you've prayed and you're ready, may, will you and, and your spouse or you and your family just saying, Lord, I'm in. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm committing. Just walk to one of these altars and drop your card into the uh, container. So get ready for that. Uh, we're going to stand. And our team's going to lead us in a song of commitment, of saying yes. Yes, Lord, I'm saying yes to you, consecrating myself and giving my stuff. So let's stand. I'm going to pray for us. Lord, we ask one more time that you show us very clearly what steps up the generosity ladder do you want us to take in the next two years and what What amount of your money do you want us to invest in your kingdom through Dogwood Church in the next two years? Lord, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to say yes to you. And if you'll provide it, we'll give it. Thank you, Lord. It's in Christ's name we pray.